our opening worship says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, the holy place. But of course, God's greatness is not limited to one city. He is the joy of the whole earth. So let's sing together, Great is the Lord. Royal city, a city of kings. And this morning we lift up our king and praise him. He is exalted. The king is exalted on high. I will praise him. Father God, you are a great and awesome God, the God of the whole earth, but you are not a distant God. You come to us and speak to us through things which are tangible, through the bricks and mortar of cities. And Lord, whilst there are wars and famines, violence and bloodshed, we know that one day you will create a city of peace. Father, we look forward to that day, but as we meet together now, help us and encourage us to serve you and to follow our Lord and Master, our Lord Jesus Christ, as we remember him today. Amen. Thanks, Charles. Morning, everybody. Morning. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, an especially warm welcome to some visitors today. Uh, we've got Lynn Thompson, uh, Roy and Maureen Marshall, I saw come in. It's nice to see you. Stuart Webster, all the way down from Wigan. And uh, Suruj and Mohammed, welcome again to you today, all the way from Iran originally. Uh, you're all very welcome to join us as we, uh, as we share this time together around our Lord Jesus and our Father. I've had some care news from Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Um, are you planning to do the care news next week as well? It's Jan. Thank you. So care news to Jan next week. I will be doing the collecting the announcements, although looking for someone else to do them on the service on Sunday. So Andrew notes, Colin Stevens' father, Reg um, Stevens, fell asleep at Garswood on January the 18th after a period of worsening dementia and a long fight against non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was laid to rest at Dry Driffersdale Cemetery on Monday the 25th. There'll be a card to sign for Colin on the bath after this service. Joe wishes to thank everyone for their prayers and care at this time um, after her mum passed away. Pauline Price has now been home for two weeks and has an infection but is much better now. Uh, Nicola hasn't been well recently and is not able to be here. She's had a hospital appointment which went well uh, and she was told that there's nothing to worry about but she's been advised not to drive for the time being. She thanks everyone for their concern and for help with Keenan, particularly. John Downer is doing well after his knee operation, but it's still very painful and bruised, but he is getting around the house. Um, unfortunately, Ruth has strained her back in the process. Whether that's helping John or not, I don't know. Uh, Andrew points out it's good to see Wan back with us last two Sundays as well. Uh, and Gladys apparently is waiting to have a date for her second cataract operation, which we hope is as successful as the first one. Two more bits of news. One, sadly, Paul Byram died 
on Wednesday this week. Uh, so we need to remember his wife Tessa and the Byron family in our prayers. And Alex wanted to just share something with you. Yesterday, I received a text from our dear brother John, and it says this Out and free. Our God is a great big God. Don't know how to explain this, just a miracle. Thank you, Steve and Alex. We'll pray together shortly. Would anyone like to add uh, any friends or family that would like to remember together? Father God, Lord, there is an old joke that if we want to make you laugh, we should tell you our plans. And Lord, every Sunday we tell you our plans. But we pray that they are not for, your, for, for our glory, but for you. We pray that you'll use us as the instruments of your love, the messengers of your gospel, and the bringers of your salvation. Lord, we pray for your spirit to work through all different activities that Steve has described today as they come alive off the paper and into action. And Lord, we remember our family. And Lord, what better place to start than the fantastic news of John's release. As he starts a new chapter of his life, Lord, go with him and bless him and help him to be your servant in the circumstances that he finds himself. We think of members of our family and friends who are grieving at the moment. We think of Colin Stevens and his family as they mourn the passing of his father. We think of Jo as she helps her brother and her dad come to terms with the loss of their mum. And we think of Paul Byram's family Lord, may your comforting arms be wrapped around them all. Father, it's fantastic to see Juan back with us and feeling better. And But we think of other members of our family with health issues and worries and concerns. We think of Pauline and Nicola, John and Ruth and Gladys. And always, Father, we think of the hidden troubles the worries that aren't shared and the anxieties that keep us awake. Lord, you create a city of peace and may that peace reign in our hearts. Amen. We don't know the directions that life will turn but we trust in our God that he will lead us and we're going to reflect that by seeing together Lead Me Lord. Well, there's one more announcement which I've saved for myself to announce, an exclusive announcement. That the great news I can announce, an all-expenses-paid church outing to the Holy Land, to Israel. You better sit down, Mark. <laughs> but I've consulted the church accounts, and 
we're going to have to do this in an imaginary uh, version, spending imaginary money. <laughs> so we're all right. Um, so you can fly from Manchester to Tel Aviv. We take that flight. It's five hours long. And then when we arrive at Tel Aviv, it's about an hour's coach ride to arrive at Jerusalem. When we arrive at Jerusalem, it's just starting to go dark. So we decide to just settle into our bed and breakfast and, hang on, this is imaginary money. We'll settle into our five-star hotel <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll get ready for the next day because the next day, tomorrow, we're visiting Zion. And what a day it is. Some of us go down into Hezekiah's tunnels. Other of, others of us greet the, meet the Western Wall and watch the worshippers come and write their prayers and insert them into, into the walls, cracks and crevices. Other, others of us decide to get our hiking boots on and take the path that Jesus would have trodden across the Mount of Olives. And then at the end of the day, as it draws to a close, we agree to a meet at the broad wall under the welcome shade of those ancient stones. The conversation turns to our plans for the evening. The artists have been doing sketches as they've gone round, and so we're going to work on those sketches. Joe and Richard have been making poetic reflections. They're going to read those to us. Ewald's arranged a trip to a local vineyard. Thank you, Ewald, I'm on that one, to taste the produce. Martin's got tickets to an Israeli folk band who have a combined age of 832, but once appeared on the same bill as Bob Dylan. So thanks for that, Martin. But as we sit at the foot of these walls, in the coolness and the shade, the guidebook says that these are the most ancient walls in the whole site of Old Jerusalem. And that makes us stop and think. Because the day has been hot and busy, but now we reflect and we find a sense of alignment between ourselves and history and all the people who have lived in the shadow of these walls. It's like a radio which has been scanning through the static but suddenly hits a clear channel and it's like these rocks are speaking to us. We're far from home. The pressures of our lives are in the distance. And we have a sense of perspective. And it's into this perspective that these ancient rocks speak. And what do they say? They say different things to each one of us. But perhaps for some of us, a scripture might come to mind. One such scripture we're going to read together now. Uh, Sheila is going to read for us Isaiah chapter 28. And verse 11 to 17. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 11. Very well then, with foreign lips and strange tongues, God will speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the resting place, let the weary rest, and this is the place of repose. But they would not listen. So then, the word of the Lord to them will become... Do and do, do and do, rule on rule, rule on rule, a little here, a little there, so that they will go and fall backwards, be injured and snared and captured. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people in Israel. 
you boast, we have entered into a covenant with death, with the grave we have made an agreement. When an overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us, for we have made a lie our refuge and falsehood our hiding place. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. Hail will sweep away your refuge, the lie, and water will overflow your hiding place. So Isaiah talks about a cornerstone, a rock, being laid here in Zion. And the thing with stones and rocks is their permanence, isn't it? To all intents and purposes, they don't change. And the whole purpose of our little flight of fantasy is to try and really grasp um, what that means. The rock quarried around Jerusalem is about 100 million years old. And I would love to touch one of those rocks, to feel my fingers go through its grain, to feel every lump and bump, and get a sense of its permanence, its absolute solidity. And it's one of these great rocks that God lays down in Zion. The message of Isaiah is to a people who, in a sense, have done a deal with the devil. If you look at uh, verse 15, it says, You boast, we have entered into a covenant with death. With the grave, we have made an agreement. When the overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us, for we have made a lie our refuge, and falsehood is our hiding place. So they've been drawn to witchcraft and idols, and basically what that means is that the voice of God, the message of God, has become blah, blah, blah. Now that might not be our circumstances, the witchcraft 